We have a brand new series on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Draft one, pass one. Players from the same team who are battling at the same position. We're hyped for this. Oh boy. I hope you are too. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. All righty. Oh, boy. You found yourself here. Another on a time. Tuesday. There's always Taco Tuesday, isn't it? We got to find something new. Tuesday. It's July 6th. 4th of July, Badaki. I forgot. I mean, we're not in America right now. I forgot it was the 4th of July. Did you celebrate uh, in any sort of way? Not at all. My family was sending me pictures of the fireworks that was happening in the neighborhoods. Back home, they went to the pool. Uh... They went to like an amusement park and stuff. They were having a good old time, having barbecues and stuff. So I missed the America. vibe. It's yeah. good. It's summertime over there. Over here is winter. You know, it's all, it's all flipped in, in Australia. We're literally upside down. I know. Yeah. I miss America at certain points. And uh, 4th of July is maybe one of them. Yeah. Chick-fil-A is probably the reason I miss America <laughs> the most. <laughs> I just love Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it makes and sense. And just the fast food options. If you're American and you don't, realize this i didn't realize it until i left america right you have so many fast food options like in australia it's do you want mcdonald's or kfc that's really what it is and kfc is not even like a high tier like food back home it's weird no it's not i I don't know anyone who really eats kfc i feel like people would prefer popeyes over kfc 100 percent. those biscuits oh my god I i would get the biscuits, I would get the honey, and then I would put the chicken <laughs> tender in between. Right. Oh, melt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I miss America. All right. Big news, guys. We have follower leagues. You have three options. Mm-hmm. Badaki, what are those three options for people? Yeah, three options. Like Zach said, we have Redraft, Dynasty, and Best of Both Worlds, where you can play in Redraft and in, and in Dynasty. Patreon.com slash fam. Go check it out. I think it's really important that you guys go read it. You see all that exclusive stuff that you're going to be unlocking. We have, you know, our rankings, our bonus episodes, um, unlimited Q&As and, you know, on call if we need any fantasy advice. Basically a direct line to us. Yeah. You get a direct line to us for all the advice. Absolutely. And I think that's really crucial because we had, we would wake up in the mornings. We would have hundreds of DMs. and Last year. yeah, Yeah. We would just be like, oh my goodness. Like... Well, we we were pumped. We were pumped, but it was yeah. a lot to keep up with. It was mm-hmm. hard. But yeah, patreon.com slash fantasyland fam to sign up to those leagues. They yeah. are filling up. Whether you want to play redraft, dynasty, or both, come play. It's gonna be exciting. And uh, you know, just last thing I'll say about that is we really care about these leagues. Yeah, we don't 100%. just place you into a league with people. And just kind of abandon you at that point. We we genuinely care about these leagues. We want to play. We want to win. We want to draft with you, trade with you, match up against you, talk shit if we win, let you talk shit if we lose, you know? Yeah. Um, we care about these leagues a lot. So if you want to join a really, really good fantasy football league this year, we got you. Come check us out. Patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. New series. New series alert. Uh, new series. Floater alert. 
<laughs> I have a friend who used to say it all the time. Shout out Inks if he listens or not. That's fine. New series, okay? Now, to preface this series, we're going to be choosing between two players, okay? This is not about the talent of the player or even who we see finishing higher in fantasy. It's about who we are more likely to have more stock of mm-hmm. this year. Draft one, pass one. Our first option, Badaki. Yeah. Who is it? We are starting off this series with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, the Buffalo Bills backfield. Okay. So Devin Singletary, he's going as RB 42. Okay. Mm-hmm. In drafts this year. And Zach Moss is going as RB 38. Zach. Draft one, pass one. Who will you be owning more stock of this year? I'm assuming neither is not an option. <laughs> Just before we no, start. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> so neither's an option. Let me explain why. I, I will give you an answer, but let me explain why I'm not excited for this backfield. Right. Really at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I think of the worst running back backfield in fantasy, the Bills have to be up there. Yeah. Let me explain. Last year... The Bills ran the ball 411 times. They had 411 rushing attempts. That's 38% of the time they ran the ball. Amongst the NFL, they ranked 22nd in rushing attempts. Okay? That sounds all right. 22nd in a pretty good offense. Hey, there's some value there. Mm -hmm. But what if I told you that out of the 411 rushing attempts, Josh Allen rushed for 102 of those. Makes sense. This is a running back backfield where volume is not going to be is not going to be had. You're not going to be able to have a lot of opportunities right. in this backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we always like to say, oh, you know, Josh Josh Allen, right? I feel like Josh Allen is going to be protected more this year. Surely they're going to rush the ball more. I mean, last year he didn't get injured. He didn't seem to have any problem protecting himself. He had a and they won a lot moments. of games. They had a couple. They scary won a moments. lot of games, though. Why? Why would they stop utilizing Josh Allen right. the way he's being utilized right now? I agree. Let me tell you how bad this got for me when I was researching this topic: Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, the Texans are pure shit. But I think I'd rather have De- David Mo- uh, David Johnson over either of these guys. Then I thought to myself, what about Naeem Hines? Am I really going to? go this low and I thought to myself maybe I would rather have Naeem Hines than either of these guys Mm -hmm. here's my answer my answer is Devin Singletary and I think that's going to surprise you potentially but the biggest reason I would choose Devin Singletary over Zach Moss again not who's going to finish higher Mm -hmm. but who I'm going to have on more of my teams is because of the passing upside okay and again with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary they're both not going to have a massive amount of opportunity to run the ball. So I look at it and I say, who has the opportunity to catch more passes out of this backfield? Mm -hmm. Okay. Last year, Devin Singletary had 50 targets for the entire year. Zach Moss, just 18. Zach Moss is getting around one target per game. Devin Singletary is getting over three targets per game. I don't think either are going to be all that valuable on the ground. So I look at it in a PPR league, and I think I'm going to have more Devin Singletary than Zach Moss, which is crazy because that's something that's just flipped for me while we are doing this series. And the last thing I'll say is I know that right now you can get Zach Moss at a pretty decent price, but I I expect his ADP to continue to rise 
throughout this offseason as people want to find a good starting running back. They want to find the hype. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let Zach Moss's ADP continue to rise in the offseason. And then I'm going to grab Devin Singletary way later, just as like a fourth or fifth <laughs> running back on my team. Yeah. Look, I wasn't surprised that you took Devin Singletary because when I was looking into this, Devin Singletary had more touches, more yards, mm-hmm. more reception. He had more of everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that I thought of going into this conversation was like, what did we say in the last video of Zach Moss? Yeah. Zach Moss was a lot more talented than Devin Singletary. And it's true. It is true. Yeah. So, you know, I go back and I, and I look at it as like, well, am I going with the numbers or am I going with mm. what I believe? And like we yep. always say, you know, ranking is just a guide. Um, when we make a decision, like a split decision, we gut. go our, with our gut. And I have to go with my gut here and it has to be Zach okay. Moss for me. Okay, and I think one thing that really put it over the top for me was his explosive runs. Okay, he had a yeah. lot of explosive runs, 10 plus 15 yard plays, explosive, explosive runs, which means that he has great vision. He has great opportunity to kind of um, see that open field and take opportunity with that. So in my personal opinion, I completely agree with all, you know, the whole Josh Allen and, you know, him taking him really being the lead back there. I think that if I look in look going into this season, I truly believe that the Buffalo Bills want to run the ball more. Yes, th- mm. throwing throwing is is important, but I mean, we'll win Super Bowls, defenses and the run game in my opinion. What happened in the Super Bowl? Lenny came out of nowhere. Is that what happened with when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball? Uh, okay. He <laughs> is a freak of nature in this Josh shit. Allen is a freak of nature. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Josh 100%. Allen is that guy. 100%. Bro. I, I, and I completely agree. I'm not saying, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Anyways, split decision. If I had to give you an answer right now, okay. it's Zach, Zach Moss, Moss purely because of what I believe is going to happen in this offense. Okay. And I think that is the one caveat here, right? Mm-hmm. I think there might be a scenario where they want Zach Moss to be more involved. And that could affect yeah. Devin Singletary's value. But I think when it came down to the decision for me, it was where could I get these guys? And I don't want to spend the value that Zach Moss currently requires in a redraft league. So, by the way, in Dynasty, quickly, on these guys, I'm also out on Dynasty for both of them. If yeah. I had to choose one, I would choose Zach Moss, I think, Same. in a Dynasty league. Absolutely. But I don't like either of them. I completely agree. All right. The second scenario we have here, the two Tennessee Titan wide receivers, Tennessee pulled off a big trade and got Julio Mm -hmm. Jones. Mm -hmm. So again, this is not about talent. This is not about who we think is going to finish higher. Right. But who are you going to own more of stock this year? AJ Brown or Julio Jones? You got to draft one and pass one. Who you got, Badaki? This is hard for me to say, and it sounds crazy, but I, I think I'm going A.J. Brown. And okay. let me tell you why. I mean, really, you're putting A.J. Brown next to Julio Jones. You're saying, mm-hmm. who are you taking? I mean, we know that A.J. Brown has done incredible things, and we know that Julio Jones is probably one of the best wide receivers to ever play in the planet <laughs> mm-hmm. and is still playing currently to this day. Okay, yeah. but we have to remember that this is Julio Jones that we're putting AJ Brown against, which is a little bit unfair in my opinion. But mm-hmm. one factor that really came to me was that can Ryan Tannehill maintain two superstar wide receivers? Totally. Okay. 
And I don't I personally don't think he can. I don't and mm. correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's ever had two superstar caliber wide receivers on a team at one time. Okay. Well, I mean he had Devin uh he had Devontae Parker. He's not a yeah. superstar. Come on. <laughs> I know, I was trying to make a joke. Sorry. That was rude. No, I completely I, I understand, but I think we both agree that AJ Brown is a future of this franchise. He will still be the number one target. He has the chemistry with Ryan Tannehill. And yes, AJ Brown is going for me. He is my wide receiver three in redrafts mm. and in Dynasty. He's like either back to back in Dynasty in my rankings, essentially, yeah. for AJ Brown. Um, but there's no doubt about it that it's going to be AJ Brown to be the main okay. pure focus for this offense. I don't agree. So on my teams, I'm going to have much more stock mm-hmm. of Julio Jones than AJ Brown. I think there's two reasons. Three reasons. Three. Before the Julio Jones trade, the only wide receiver I was taking over AJ Brown was Tyree Kill. Okay. Right. But the two main reasons I'm taking Julio over AJ, again, I'm just going to have more stock of him in you know my fantasy leagues this year, is one, I don't think... Julio Jones will finish higher than AJ, but I can't promise you that he won't either. I can't promise you that it won't happen. (laughs) Even in AJ Brown's pitch, even in AJ Brown's pitch himself, he said, Julio, you can be the alpha. Come on. I know you got some alpha years left. Come on over. I'll play the backseat. Don't worry. I got you. I promise you that that was a conversation that Julio Jones deeply cared about. He didn't want to go somewhere and be the second fiddle. Now, could there be two fiddles here? Yeah, there could be. 1A, 1B. But I think AJ will finish higher in points, but I can't promise you that. Okay? Right. Second reason is team construction. On most of my teams, I'm wanting to go running back, running back, or running back tight end Mm -hmm. in in a redraft league. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I don't see a scenario where AJ is going to be available. And if I can start with Julio Jones, if I can get two running backs, and then I start with Julio Jones as my first wide receiver... I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. I feel really comfortable with that. I, so I think for me, yeah. my rebuttal for me would be, well, he's growing and he's going as wide receiver 15. And that means early mm-hmm. third round. I don't think I can take Julio still so early. And that's crazy. You know, this is Julio Jones we're talking about. I, you know what's weird, though? I have never seen a mock draft where he goes in the early third round. Exactly. I've never seen that. I've always seen him go either late third, early fourth. For Julio. Yeah, I mean, it. for me, I think it's always A.J. Brown, and I'm always passing on Julio because I know I'm not going to be taking him, you know, third, fourth, fifth. In my personal opinion, I I see him going, oh, I'll take him in the sixth round, late fifth round. That's where I think I would be comfortable late taking him. Late fifth is him. amazing value. Yeah, which yeah. is crazy, but I know what I'm going to be getting with Look, A.J. Brown. That's why I'm taking I'm, him. I feel like the injuries last year made everyone... Yeah, everyone it, was skeptical. It makes me so angry that there's like this tag on Julio Jones. I'm so tired of hearing Julio Jones is injury prone. Mm-hmm. More importantly, I bet you Julio Jones is tired of hearing that he's injury prone. <laughs> I said this earlier in a podcast, but from 2014 to 2019, Julio Jones missed a combined four games. Mm-hmm. In a five-year span, he missed four games. This is a guy who plays through injuries. Yeah, And I still think... He is elite. Talent-wise, Julio Jones is the top five wide receiver in this league still, off of talent-wise based. So for me, I can get him later. I can be happy with my team construction. I am probably not going to own any A.J. Brown. It's not because I don't like him. 
I just don't want to pay the price for him. Yeah. You know, another thing is, is that Julio, who did Julio has that in his backfield when he was the prime guy? I mean, I think of. Um, okay, but here's the thing. Freeman. That can go both ways. That can go both ways, bro. Like Julio's coming in. Why are we not devaluing AJ Brown then? Why are we only like devaluing for- Julio? I'm devaluing Julio purely because of the run game. Now the team, th- this whole team is different. He has a better running back, and I'm very different. And I yeah, also I believe he goes, he downgrades a little bit in quarterback. I feel like it's an even, even swap. Yeah, it is very, very, very close. But Matt Ryan yeah. has that experience. You know, he has that playoff yeah. push caliber. Where Ryan Tannehill, this is you know the past two years was the first time we we really saw it. So I guess my question then is, why are you uh, higher on A.J. Brown if if the quarterback is the issue? Because we already know that A.J. Brown has chemistry with Ryan Tannehill, and we've seen what he can do with that quarterback. Again, I think, it, I think when it boils down to me, like the price, based off of, kid, could you promise me that A.J. Brown's going to be a higher finish? Mm-hmm. You can't promise me that. We all think it. But you can't promise me that. I still think Julio's elite. And I think they want to win a Super Bowl. So I don't think they care about f- focusing on A.J. Brown. I think they care about winning games. If they care about winning games, Julio's going to be a big part of it. Yeah, that's fair. So, All yeah. right, let's continue. We're going down to Miami here. Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle, the new weapons for this offense in Tua Tonga Vailoa. Will mm-hmm. Fuller... Wide receiver 35 in ADP this year and Jalen Waddle wide receiver 45. Yeah. Are you going with the the fresh legs or the old young guy and Will Fuller draft one, pass one? Who are you taking? Well, Will Fuller's not that old. Uh, <laughs> I mean in football. <laughs> okay, so draft one, pass one. Who am I gonna have more stock of? I think this is probably the easiest decision for me out of the people we're covering today. Mm-hmm. And it's it's easily Jalen Waddle. Okay. I think he will have the bigger role in this offense from day one. Who has more chemistry with the starting quarterback? <laughs> That's exactly bro. Jalen Waddle. Exactly. Jalen Waddle easily has more chemistry because he's mm-hmm. played with him in college. Um, but I think the other part that's super important here to note is right. The Miami Dolphins don't have a workhorse running back. Miles Gaskin is good. And I'm not disrespecting Miles Gaskin mm-hmm. at all. Okay. But Miles Gaskin can't carry the ball 22 times a game. I feel like the Dolphins are going to see a little bit about how the Steelers emulated the run game through short passes. And they're going to try and do that themselves this year. Mm-hmm. And I think Waddle will be a big part of that. I completely I see agree. Jalen Waddle with a bunch of screens, a bunch of easy dump offs for two reasons to emulate the run game, but also to help to his confidence to 100%. get him going. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's I, I can get Jalen Waddle later and I think he has higher upside. I'm going Jalen Waddle. It's not very close. Yeah, to me. I completely agree. That was the same things I, I was going to say. I believe Jalen Waddle is going to be that safety net for Tua. Mm. You know, he's the only guy that he has chemistry with. Well, not the only guy, but he has prior chemistry with coming onto this team. Obviously, he has Devonta Parker um, and all these other guys coming in for another year with Tua Tungavailoa. But, yeah. you know, Jalen Waddle is going to be, I guess you can say, that wide receiver check down for him. 
that that, yeah. that comfortable role. So I completely agree. You get Waddle a lot later. Um, he's gonna have a, a better upside uh, in the longevity, especially in the towards the end of the season. Because you know, rookie wide receivers they don't really just they don't come into the NFL and be great. You know, unless you're Justin Jefferson. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless you're Justin Jefferson. But like, it T. takes Higgins. time. It takes time to kind of yeah. get into the playbook and understand. I will the NFL. say, I'll say Devontae Parker will play a role as well. I just think that it's hard to see Devontae Parker being a bigger part of the offense than Waddle. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I could be very wrong. Mm. But I just feel the way Tua plays the game, he's going to rely on a guy like Waddle more than anyone else. Whereas like Fuller could be that guy, but Fuller's more the deep threat. Waddle's a deep threat himself, but Fuller is like strictly just a deep threat. The other side of this that's really important, Will Fuller signed a one-year contract. Mm -hmm. Doesn't really have to work out in Miami. If it doesn't work out, that's not a big deal. Jalen Waddle, the sixth overall pick in one of the best offensive draft classes we've seen in the last decade. Yeah, It really needs to work out for Jalen Waddle in Miami. They don't want another Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson type scenario where GGs. people are like, oh, you picked the wrong guy. They need This needs <laughs> to work for the Dolphins. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I can get him later. And I think he has a higher upside, so it's yeah, a no-brainer. And I think that's what really matters. You get him later, you pay a low price, you're chilling. Yeah. Hope for the best. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Jarvis Landry or OBJ? I mean... The Browns, the run first offense here. Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry going as wide receiver 41 in 2021. And OBJ going as wide receiver 27 coming off that ACL injury. Draft one or pass one. Who are you owning more stocks of this year, Zach? Okay, I'm going to own more stocks of Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. And I guess I would like to explain that answer in detail. Okay. Weeks one to six. OBJ was a wide receiver 19. Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry, the wide receiver 40. Now, what's important to note about that wide receiver 19 mark for OBJ is in the first six weeks, he almost got half of his points from one game. Yep. And that was versus the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but he went crazy. Threw a touchdown, touchdown, rushed one. I think caught one. I think he did everything you could possibly do. Yeah, actually. (laughs) Inconsistency was... Like every week for for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. But when OBJ went down, Baker and this Browns team kind of hit their stride. Baker kind of got his swag back. And yeah. that was from week 12 onwards. From week 12 onwards, Baker Mayfield was a quarterback seven in fantasy football. Jarvis was a wide receiver 12 in fantasy football. Obviously, OBJ was not playing. I mean, Baker got his swag back. I'm excited about Baker this year more than I have ever been. And he did that with Jarvis Landry. I feel like there's chemistry there. I feel like Jarvis Landry is the safer option because I can get him later mm-hmm. and because he plays that slot role. I feel like he's going to have more consistent target share than OBJ. They had to almost force OBJ into this game plan. Whereas Jarvis kind of naturally just felt like the safety blanket. Oh, there's Jarvis. I'll get him the ball. I can rely on him. So I will have more Jarvis than OBJ. Again, I'm not saying that Jarvis is more talented because I still think OBJ is more talented. Right. But I can get Jarvis later. I think he's a more consistent wide receiver. And the other thing is, if they both stay healthy, again, I can't promise you <laughs> can't that OBJ is going to finish higher than Jarvis. Yeah. I, I couldn't promise you that. Completely agree. 
look, for me, it's actually the flip side and it's OBJ. And I completely, that's all the stats that you had was exactly what I had. I think the biggest conversation for me is that I think I would rather take a chance on OBJ knowing what he can do. Obviously, we know what Jarvis can do. But I think I would rather have at least one player that is mm. a boom or bust. You know, imagine, and this is basically based on um, match, match base up, match, bas- match base making. <laughs> I'm slurring what? my words here. Match. It's based off of what? Every single week, I'm going to be starting OBJ based on his matchup. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So I would rather grab OBJ knowing that he is going to be a boomer bust each yeah. and every week and just take that chance. I'm not going to take him in the fifth round because that's where he's going as wide receiver 27. I'm taking him seventh round if he falls uh, because I do believe OBJ is still talented. And yes, Jarvis Landry, can he stay healthy? Hmm, I think OBJ has a better opportunity to stay healthy than Jarvis Landry throughout the whole season, in my personal opinion. What? Yeah. How does that make any sense? One person tore their ACL. The other has been healthy for, like, almost their entire career. Jarvis Landry hasn't been healthy his entire career. You're going to have to remind me when he had a a big injury. No, it's not not a big injury. I'm not saying he had a massive injury like OBJ. I'm saying, like, he had some hiccups. You know, he had hamstrings, ankle problems, Mm -hmm. like, things like that. I'm not saying that he can, he had a torn ACL or he ruptured whatever. I'm just saying that I'm going to be taking a chance on OBJ a little bit. I mean... If we look at the last six years, it looks like I can only find three instances that Jarvis was on the injury report, but okay. I could be <clears throat> looking at it incorrectly. Look, that, that could be the case. Uh, I think I would just rather have OBJ. Okay. And uh, in the boomer bust scenario. And you're comfortable taking him at where his, where no, his, I'm not you know, where he's not, going and I'm not comfortable over taking where him. Jarvis is going. And I'm not, okay. yeah, I, I'm not comfortable taking him. Where, where he's going now, if I can get him in the later rounds, when I say later rounds, I mean like seventh round, eighth round, which I've seen him go in a couple drafts. Obviously, they're mock drafts, but I would rather have the boomer bust opportunity than Jarvis Landry. Okay. All right. I'm going Jarvis. Uh, I feel like the value is better where I can gra- <laughs> where I can grab him. The thing is, if OBJ is dropping, then Jarvis is, is dropping way further. Mm. In that in that draft that you're in, so I feel like Jarvis is always the better option in my opinion. But all right, the Patriots brought the bank for their new tight end duo. <laughs> Actually, though, coming into 2021, Hunter Henry is currently the 13th tight end off the board, while Janu is the 15th tight end off the board. You have to draft one and pass one. Who will you own more stock of this year? This one's easy for me, and it's Janu Smith. Yeah. Ever since he got drafted or got picked up from the Patriots, I put all my eggs in one basket and said he's going to be the this hybrid, this wide receiver tight end hybrid. Yep. You know, I think the only downfall is that I don't think he's going to be catching touchdowns. I do believe Hunter Henry probably still be the touchdown guy, that touchdown tight end when they, when they get into the end zone or red zone. He is going to be the guy that's getting the touchdowns. But the person that's going to be getting them there is John Luke Smith, in my personal mm. opinion. Uh, and obviously, you have to think about it. What is Bill Belichick doing? Is he gonna? Yeah. Is he trying to bring this Gronk and Aaron Hernandez thing kind of back? He's trying to revitalize that idea, because I mean, at the time, that was really special with Gronk and Hernandez. Obviously, he, they had Tom Brady, which was a little bit different. Now they got Cam, yeah. but and Hernandez was like coked out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, it helped his game, but crazy. 
But I, I do believe Jonu Smith is the guy for me, and I think there's no doubt about it. I love Jonu Smith going into this year. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely take Jonu Smith. I think it's for two main reasons. I can get him cheaper than Hunter Henry, and I feel like I hope that they have a proper game plan after making him one of the highest paid tight ends in the league. <laughs> the Titans were so frustrating last year because they used him so inconsistently when I believe that he was a top 10 tight end. Mm. So I'm hoping that money talks. And I, I believe that hopefully, you know, Janu, he even has a chance to lead this team in targets. Yeah, I, I like, believe so as well. Who, who on that wide receiver core is really battling Jonu Smith for targets? I mean, they pay, they paid Nelson Aguilar as if he was a wide receiver one, but he's not. Um, so, I mean, Jonu could easily you know, have the most targets on this team. You think about it, and I think about it, it when Cam Newton had Greg Olson mm. and they were doing a thing out in Carolina. That can be, that can be Jonu Smith. Yeah. That can be that guy, Agreed. and I'm really excited for him, and he's going hella, hella cheap. So The thing is, though, even if Mac Jones takes this starting role at any point, I still feel like Jonu Smith will be the most reliable target mm-hmm. in that offense. Unless they just draft a – if they do terrible this year and they draft a quote-unquote well, yeah, Jamar Chase, top, top We're talking receiver. about this year. I mean, in yeah. Dynasty, I, I still feel more comfortable with Jonu, though. Yeah, 100%. I think we both agree it's Dynasty and redrafts for John o. Smith. You know what, though? The only scenario, because I just thought of this, mm-hmm. the only scenario where I am going to go Hunter Henry is if you don't play in any sort of PPR format. If you're playing okay. strictly in a standard league, then touchdowns from a tight end's perspective are going to be Massive. massively valuable. 100%. So I think in that scenario, I would probably go Hunter Henry. But if you're also playing in a standard league... I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> yeah, Why are you doing that to yourself? It's not fun. It's a very boring way to play. Well, fantasy is fun always, but it's, yeah, there's more fun ways to play. Yeah. All right. That is the first installment, if you will. Mm, we have a lot more. The draft one, pass one. We have a ton more coming. We don't want to ruin it for you this was just like a little warm-up little teaser mm-hmm. we got some big names coming up i know i feel like julio was a big name aj brown was a big name but there's some big names yeah, coming bigger. up that's gonna be really fun to talk about mm-hmm. i really hope that you guys enjoyed this uh is it sons and four sons and four, how are we baby. feeling about the finals Ooh, uh, i mean sons and four look the milwaukee bucks doesn't have atatata so, I mean, it's going to have to be wet like a book and CP3 going crazy and it's going to be Suns and four. Suns and four. Well, apparently Giannis is not going to play at all in game one. Oh, in, in game, game one. one. Oh, okay. I thought. So oh. I feel like game one's crucial. I don't know if this is historically correct, but I feel like the team who wins game one, there's like a massive percentage. Where, where are they playing? They win the are they finals. playing in Phoenix? It's in Phoenix as well. Game one. Hmm. Well, if John, if John, I mean, historically, or if you want to say historically, I don't know the stats. Usually, the the home team wins the first game. That that surely that stat is usually surely that stat is like eighty twenty. You know, seventy. I'll say 30. you know, I'm a I'm a Thunder fan, and I remember when we were in the finals in 2012, and we won the first game at mm-hmm. home, and then we lost four in a row. So, <laughs> right. unfortunately, history was not on our side at that point. Right, right, right. Uh, which is and I don't, I don't even depressing watch to think about. So. And he doesn't even watch basketball. I only watch basketball in the playoffs. And that's where I, when I like to watch because I feel like every single game in the NBA 
just doesn't matter. You know, I actually have a question for you that I, I just thought of. In our most recent Instagram post, we posted about our wide receiver rankings. Mm-hmm. And my guy, you've had Devontae Adams, wide receiver one, the entire offseason in redraft rankings. Mm-hmm. And then we post, and now he's your wide receiver eight? Correct. What the hell Look. happened? One second here. <laughs> I'm trying to just pull up my my rankings. Mm. Um, I personally believe as we get closer to the season and as we get closer to training camp, if you know it's two weeks out of training camp, you know a lot of teams are going to report second, like July 23rd, July 27th, around there. As we get closer to it. I'm starting to doubt Aaron Rodgers coming to training camp. And if I believe Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to training camp, he's not going to play. Mm. Unless it's some miraculous thing. So I I'm, I, I would rather be wrong. Uh, I would rather, yeah. I, I want Aaron Rodgers to prove me wrong. Like, actually, I'm coming back. And then I'm happy to, to skyrocket Devontae Adams up. Yeah. But throughout the season, throughout the offseason, I was like, ah, oh, it's going to boil over. You know, he's going to come back and yeah. say sorry. But they have nothing has come out yet. So if the next two mm. weeks something big has changed, Devontae Adams could be going yeah. even lower or higher, depending on if Aaron Rodgers gets here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how it all pans out. But uh, it's a little bit of a shorter podcast today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Mm-hmm. We have three podcasts a week now. It's crazy. Pretty hyped for that. What are we talking about tomorrow? We're breaking down, I think, the AFC East. Yeah. We're doing divisional we're breakdowns. Doing divisional I breakdowns. can't remember who it is tomorrow. Uh, let me pull it up. I'll tell you right now. Off the top but of yes, my head. we're doing divisional breakdowns all the way leading up to the season. AFC East breakdown. Okay. So if those are your favorite teams, make sure you tune in. That's our new podcast that we're doing every single Wednesday now. So we have a yeah. podcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, leading up to the Actually, season. Yeah, you're right. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Australian time just messes us up. I get it. <laughs> um, anyway, we're covering the AFC East tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So that's the Jets, right? Yeah. yeah. Jets, Dolphins. Uh, Patriots and Bills. It's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you'll join us. Three pods a week. All right. Short one today. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you there. See you there. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.